What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's youngin' up in here. You know what I mean? We gotta get that demographic. <laughs> <laughs> gotta leave that space for uh, that that uh, <laughs> that drop, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, yeah. I gotta leave that little 10 <laughs> seconds ready for it to drop, right? Right. Yo, yo, welcome back to the Mega Late Show. This is episode number 124. I am the host, Mega. Uh, the Mega Late Show is a Tokyo-based hip-hop, art, and creative culture podcast, bi-weekly, you know what I mean? Like, every Friday, we come out with the first part of the episode, which this is the first part of episode number 124. Tuesday, we have the second part, which focuses a lot more on music, especially when we have music-based artists, but we also just talk about music, pop culture, things of that nature. We're going to do that next Tuesday, so tune in for that. But yes, I am Robinson Mega, and yeah, welcome back. Uh, this episode is brought to you in part by these beats that you hear in the background. And if you like those, man, I definitely want you guys to go check out the person who produced it. This is Soul Dope 95. This is my good people from uh, from Los Angeles. I think he's from Los Angeles. Um, I didn't even ask him, actually, but all the beats this episode are provided by him. He just dropped a new album called Mamba Day. Mamba Day. And if you know me, you know I've been a lifelong Lakers fan. Used to go to shows out there at the Great Western Forum back when Kobe was number eight. R.I.P. Kobe. So rest in peace, Kobe. Mamba Day, but that's really good. But I'm going to be playing songs from uh, of a whole variety of all of his albums, which are all on Spotify for you to check out. So, yeah. Um, shout out to him. Listen, I mean, listen to this. Hold up. Yeah, him, Jansport, J. Those are like two of my favorite cats right now when it comes to these beats. Yeah, and uh, what's up, what's up, Ramses? What's his name? Soul Dope 95, 95. Yeah. I'm guessing my man was born in 95, but you know what I mean? But Soul Dope, Soul, period, Dope, period, 95. Um, yeah, and that was uh, that person who you just heard asking about who, what his name was. That's my guy, Ramses, of the infamous Sugar Shack, an entrepreneur as well. Can you give me a little bit of an introduction of yourself again, Ramses? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, hello, everyone. I am Ramses. Um, been here for a little couple years. I met this good brother, what, about two, three years ago? Two or three years ago. Yeah, uh, at this podcast. And I met the other gentleman in the room about uh, some month, maybe six months ago, seven months ago. Mm. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, man, I've been in Tokyo eight years. Got a cotton candy company we got 30 flavors sugar shack tokyo.com sugar shack tokyo on ig uh we got 30 flavors of greatness man i do some other things that's right go check out his uh episode affectionately known as bitch i got flavors bitch i got flavors <laughs> yeah it's because he got like a a, a bacon type of yeah. what what is it like a strange yeah we got mixture, bacon right? maple so uh we did a, a flavor of the month okay so we had a sweet thai chili so it was pineapple coconut and chili pepper and okay. actually uh, i gave some to uh terry mm. uh, for, uh, for golden week last year brooklyn so. terry yeah yeah okay for okay sure that's what's what up oh and i got a confession i mean to say mm. i totally lied on that episode oh, what'd you Ooh. lie about <laughs> there was a there was a segment that y'all used to do about like the, com the convenience stores or okay oh yeah yeah ranking the convenience <laughs> yes <laughs> i despise you said some fried real chicken I said, I said, oh yeah, I like you. It's like, you know, what, what's your favorite thing at the convenience store? So everybody was like, yeah, chicken. So I like chicken. I hate this chicken. It's the worst. At it's what like convenience the, store? All of them. 
Oh, it's like oh. church's fried chicken. It's horrible. Uh, <laughs> okay, give that smoke to churches too, because I got real bars for them. Yeah, <laughs> spit them. Yeah, yeah, I just want to let that out there. I feel my, my conscience is clear. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad clear. that you came through. Your soul is purified, <laughs> man. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Been holding it down for too long, so thank you. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, I want you guys to go check out that episode. I don't remember. Was I drinking at the time to that episode? No. That must have been when I first started no, that. No, that's when you would just stop, and I mm. brought drinks, and I learned that you don't drink during your during, during the interview. I mean, and I, drank, I, and I was I like hella nervous. Time. I drank last time <laughs> yeah. I was on here. So last yeah, couple yeah. times I, I was drinking. Yeah, I feel that. It's I was a vibe. Bad. I mean, a lot. If you go back and listen to a lot of our yeah, old literally. episodes, it gets a little bit wild, especially uh, when me and Lake get on that third hour, and we already yeah. got three highballs in us, four or five of yeah, them. Yeah, because it was dark yeah. when we left. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So it must have been like that's episode number thirty-seven for the people who are listening. Go back and check that out. 37 we on 124 now oh, so bless. yeah that's almost wow. 100 episodes that's crazy ago. you remember all the episodes I, I, tell you, I took i took a little bit oh, i mean okay, yes okay. Yeah, that is right you know <laughs> my brain is a hologram so i just pull information from different segments well, yeah, it records. Me. I, I'm, I, I'm a much better person i've grown and matured since then oh yeah i, I mean <laughs> yeah, i wasn't in my best form but it's all love though <laughs> and i want to let everybody know that i'm not the same person i was on the last podcast i recorded either wow. i'm changing every day you know what i mean <laughs> so sure. yeah if anything was wrong about me you know, just realize I've learned from my mistakes and I'm actually greater than. Huh. We accept you, know you love as you are. Yeah. Superior. Who else we got in the room? Superior. Be more superior. Yes, that's it. And 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 I want all of you guys to take note of that. And and that philosophy and that mentality of life. And today, we actually I mean, folks has been on the podcast like three two times, yeah, two times. in the past in the past few weeks. Flyer Miles, MJ the Sensei, the dude. This is one of my f new favorite people. I know I probably said this on a podcast <laughs> hey, thanks, multiple man. times and stuff, but I've really been enjoying rocking with him and his crew, uh, The Hilt. But today, but yeah, I wanted to bring Miles on to talk about his uh, entrepreneurial endeavors because uh, it's one thing that I learned about him right before we started recording that he has a clothing company, but also a few other things he's got his hands in. But um, yeah, today we're going to talk about all of those endeavors, especially um, a a clothing company that he started called the superiors man would you tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us a little bit about the clothing brand word uh appreciate the introduction uh, i hope it didn't get messed up it looked like i had like some type of weird thing going oh, on but real? hopefully it didn't yeah okay yeah. shout out to both y'all hosting thank you thank hosting you this podcast today yeah miles j miles j davis uh thanks to my parents for naming me after the great um yeah i'm from baltimore maryland uh yeah i moved out here to japan about two years ago, two years ago from last week, um, just I was living in Okayama Prefecture, and now I'm out here in Tokyo. Been up here for like six six months. Um, right before I got here, coronavirus, or right when I got here, coronavirus kicked in. Mm. Things switched up, things slowed down, but nonetheless, we move. Um, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I like to say a connector of sorts, a, a businessman, and I feel like. That's where I, I get a lot of my joy from. I get a lot of joy from selling, from meeting people, from just making things shake and uh, watching people uh, wear my clothes, watching people mm -hmm. use my products, watching people talk about my products, watching people, listening to people talk about the mindset that um, goes behind the creation of my products as well and them believing in it. So I'm grateful for everybody rocking with me. And yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I think people will probably notice like uh, 
we did like a little photo shoot a couple weeks back. Where, in, uh, yeah, Sakusa. that was cool. That I like, was cool. They came out much better. I'm not a very photographic, like photogenic person, I don't think. And uh, the picture, I was like, yo, I look kind of dope in that. Yeah, thing. it was dope. It was <laughs> dope. Like, I, just I like the one with you and Buddha. I like the one with you and Buddha. I like that, that one too. Cool. I think my favorite one is in front of, actually the one in front of the bathroom that the people don't know is yeah, in front of the bathroom. That was one with, of my favorite Valley shots. on the bike. Yeah, that one looks good. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on the side. You know, I look like I'm just doing whatever. Uh-huh. Maybe staring off into the distance or real something, but I look happened. good. Yeah, yeah, it was man. like it was like yeah, it was like real life. Like, yeah, I mean, like yeah. people just posted up and posted up on a bike. Yeah, it was cool. Done, yeah, because yeah. like we were planning on going like using big backgrounds and stuff like that, but like we were walking, I saw it, I was like, oh snap, right there, like yeah, green and the, red. Yeah, it was like it matched and black, it matched perfectly. And I was like, yeah, we we y'all 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 did y'all thing. Yeah, it was y'all good. good model. Was that the same one that I just showed? Uh, it was a different photo. No, that was a different, yeah, different it was a different photo. It was a different gotcha. photo. Shoot. I, I'm in the I'm in the photos. It's me, MC Buddha, and A Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those. Oh, and also, you know, um, you know, Flyer Miles is in it as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very shot by, shot by Near B. So yeah, uh, shot also by, part. Shout out yeah. B, yeah. I, I'm gonna share a little bit about his new album that came out oh, later on the podcast. So. But but so um, this clothing company, uh, the Superiors. When did you uh, when did you start this? Yeah, I started it in. Okay, so. It started in 2011, just as an idea. And so it was me and my friend, I'm a business partner, back in Baltimore. We was in high school, and we we love fashion. We love streetwear. Um, our favorite brands, Stussy, The Hundreds, Diamond Supply, stuff like that. Like, we're super huge, like, you know, in the blog era of hip-hop. So we was all of our favorite musicians, our artists, hip-hop artists, wearing all these cool clothes. We're like, yo, like, yo, we should make some clothes, too, like... We come, we some fly dudes, we some young fly dudes, we might as well get into it. Um, and so we started off with this idea called Boys on the Superior Side. And so it started off as this idea and then it generated into like a mentorship group because we both used to work at my mom's children's edutainment center. And there we would mentor a group of young boys. Um, yeah, just mentor them, talk to them about life, be role models to them. And then we went into college. We were young. We were young. We ain't had no money. So, like, we wasn't buying clothes at that point. This is 2011. So we went to college. And it's about three years later, 2014, 2015. We're like, yo, like, it's about that time. Let's get it started. So let's get make boys on the superior side happen as a clothing brand. So one day we both were in Baltimore. And we hit up this guy for our logo. And we told him our name. He was like, that's a long name. That's a long name. Yeah. <laughs> I see you rocking that boys on the superior <laughs> yeah. side of this fire. The bots. <laughs> the bots. Right, right. Right, right. right. So, yeah, we shortened it to bots. Bots works for us. Bots works for us. Gotcha. But the designer was like, yeah, it's a long name. What if y'all just named ourselves the superiors? We were like, yo, that's, wild. that's it. But why the name superior? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So at the time, like I said, me and my dude from Baltimore, and I think around the environment we were in, like a lot of people around the way was just you know not focused not um, not focused product of their environment you know just getting caught up in things and we weren't so we we were blessed we were privileged um but we also had a vision we could have gone that route because we have friends in that route so we decided not to we decided to focus on doing something creative something positive with our life so we wanted to think of this mindset like okay we're better we're, we're more superior to like these other people are more superior to like a vision that people like perceive about young black boys. 
it kind of was like an egotistical thing for a bit. But like once we got to college, we like, you know, like we didn't produce any clothes. So like the message didn't really like wasn't really there until like we thought more about it. Like, yo, it's not about being superior to others. It's about being superior to ourselves and who we used to be. So mm. we we flip we flip how the word superiors was used for our brand. And now it's about personal growth. It's about, you know, making good things happen. And it's about, yeah, positivity, essentially. Sure. Self-actualizing. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, yo, self-actualization, a, exactly. Self-knowledge, was, a lot of that. Like, Yo, I want to just say that, like, you see how we just be connecting the dots. We were talking about this very thing in yeah. the beginning of the podcast. And how we are different people than we were. Yeah, we're yeah, to be yeah. For sure. That really yeah. works out, man. Yeah. I, I, I really like the philosophy. Uh, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this appears. And, and me as a person who tries to keep my despite the way i speak about myself uh, i try to keep my ego in check mm, and make right, sure right, that right. i don't view myself as somebody who is superior to right. other people or, right. or an elite or somebody who is right. just you know um any any of the the ideas that kind of come to mind when you have that but um as i was looking into the brand you know i saw the um the back of one of your shirts mm. um the, the blue one you were actually yeah, wearing and i was like oh okay i was like well yeah that's exactly on brand for me that's exactly right. the type of person i'm trying to be right. so i kind of like how there's this kind of internal like almost a contradiction um to what people project into and see and you oh this is a bot shirt too yeah I, yeah I'm, I'm looking i see the flower of life i feel you yeah but and, and the tube taurus right there right yeah, yeah but um what i was saying is like there's almost a contradiction in the way that people will perceive you mm. versus the way that you really are and right. i kind of like that kind right. of internal contradiction that yeah. comes with it and so yeah it's, yeah it's and actually like that's kind of how we we about the ego as well like i think the self-actualization we were like yo i mean yes you need your ego to live on this mm -hmm. earth yeah, I mean, you need it. Right. I but, mean, nobody, like, nobody right, gets rid of their ego. Right, right, right. We're human. Even even the Bodies who reach Nirvana, they come back and they come back with Right, ego, yeah, exactly. Sure. But, like, for that same exact purpose, like, we try to reduce our ego as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have spread your light, eliminate ego, be superior. So that's, like, our tagline. So we got, like, our motto, we're not superior to others, we're superior to ourselves and who used to be. And we got this tagline as well, spread your light. Eliminate ego, be superior. I dig that it's a constant reminder too. Even if you're having like one of those days, but you right. just happen to have it on, right? You know, like bang, ah, right on. Stuff together. Even if you just have it hanging up, mm. that's a constant reminder. So that that that's uh, that preaches as those in the mm -hmm. church community would right say. On. Right on. I dig it for sure. Bless, bless. Outstanding. Yeah. So what got you there? My bad, brother. No, you. no, I like that. But Go. What, what brought you into all that? Because because. Once we got first got introduced, I listen to your show from time to time, and, and, and I hear where you are. Even the last few shows you've been on, I hear the connection. Both of y'all studied under the same but in different households. Right. What brought you to right. that? Yeah. Thir 13, all of that. A, yeah. a lot of the symbolism is yeah, esoteric sure. and, mm -hmm. and kind of the mystery and Even the, even the greeting that you got, yeah, right. esoteric for sure. Yeah, so yeah. What, what, what even got you there? Man, man, Alpha. True. We're Alpha frat brought brothers, me there. The we're frat brothers. And we're oh, both really? From, and we're both out of Maryland. Oh, I yeah. didn't know you both were frat brothers. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> what's up? I like that. Yeah, yeah, actually, like, Spring 13 was the transformation of my whole entire mindset. Right. So that's when I crossed, and I was listening to a lot of music by hip-hop artists that were into esoteric knowledge at mm -hmm. the time as well. And so they were rapping about Flower of Life, Pyramids and stuff. 
Onks, and I'm like, oh snap, that's that's my fraternity right there. We we got all that symbolism. And at the same time, talking about books that they're reading, mm -hmm. things they doing, getting high and stuff. And I'm like, oh snap, like let me check out these books. Like yeah. let, me, let me let me see what smoking looks seem like. Let me see what this flower of life looking like. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a turning point in my life. 2013, 2014 is where I really started uh, listening to specific artists that changed my mindset and they directed me, kind of yeah. guided me. They're like teachers. They guided me towards books and other music that opened my mind and allowed me to gain access to this sure. information. And sure. yeah. Knowledge of self. Knowledge of self. I won't take deep dives into this type of thing because I really do like we we really have sprinkled on a lot of that over the last few episodes yeah. we've been on mm -hmm. together because it's also it's 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 very much a part of my uh you know worldly experience as well and, sure. and and it informs much of the way that I interact with the world but you know all that aside um I think the philosophy kind of comes through in in the clothing as well I mean yeah. this shirt here I I didn't know that that was a yeah this is this is a, this is a, this is an ex this is the only one I've ever produced okay. and it's one of my favorites because yeah it's, it's got it's got the, the flower it's of got life. flower of life and this is a tube Taurus right yeah this is the okay. Taurus right here it's got one of the law laws of mentalism hermetic laws right. um yeah just everything we're, we're reading the shirt and the shirt says bots but the um the O is a flower of life and mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar people will be familiar with that but then it also says all is mine everything everything connects 13 love there's a tube Taurus which is like um maybe the shape of the universe right but, but um it also says spread your light eliminate ego be superior right well you guys can see that in the thumbnail if you really look closely absolutely but, but yeah right. I, I um it's one of the things I like about you and 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 I like about the idea of your your clothing brand um I, I was never really uh a fashion head in my adult life mm. because a lot of the things that fashion kind of promotes mm. at least like not the the kind of lesser known brands like hip-hop came to a point where it's like we were relying on other brands that were established that uh, that kind of projected an opulence and some money to kind of define ourselves mm -hmm. you know there, there's us remixing it like dapper dan but there's also just like this idea that like oh check out my gucci belt now and mm -hmm. so like a right. fashion and being a hype beast and things of that nature it, it just never spoke to me it's mm -hmm. like why would like I, I understand that supreme is like a popular thing mm -hmm. but why would i ever pay this much money for that why would i pay 70 dollars for some church socks just because mm. kanye west <laughs> made them yeah. but your brand um is actually something because of the message and because i know who it's coming from is something that i would support bless, and, and bless. i do appreciate that do like that appreciate so that. Uh, i would like to get um, maybe should we go should we go into more of the philosophy there ramses you got uh, some more the philosophy behind the clothing brand well i pretty much got um we can move okay. I'd like you said in the past couple of episodes you um well yeah i do have a question yeah, for sure. Because I'm ignorant. To I, it. I want you to just feel like oh, you yeah, can jump yeah, in anytime. Like, okay, sure, speak. Sure. Just sure. like we would speak if we were just hanging out together. You okay, know what so I mean? the tube Taurus, educate me. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the Taurus. Um, I think I first got hip to the Taurus from watching this documentary called Thrive. Okay. And it showed me, yeah, that the Taurus is like how energy moves, mm -hmm. so how uh, the heart moves. It, even, even like if this was like. If you saw the tube Taurus from like a, a bird's eye view, it would look like the flower of life. Um, and that's mm -hmm. cool. It, it's about sacred geometry, right? how things in the universe move. So yeah. if you think about like breathing, you know, 
you breathe. So it's like a donut, right? For sure. You inhale in and it comes back out. So it's like always revolving. So like even the way the earth like get, catches energy, like mm -hmm. catches light in and brings it back out. It's kind of like a law of vibration and a law mm -hmm. of rhythm that's always operating within it. And so that was just esoteric knowledge that I thought was super, super dope. And I'm like, yo, I want to put that on some streetwear, like, right, sure. like get some street people hip to like this type of information. And there's a lot of folks it's, out there who are interested, but right. we don't have it. Right. You know, so yeah, no, God it, bless it, it is also just like purely. Yeah, you probably a, know a lot of Well, I, I pulled up, I pulled up, um, you know, Wikipedia to make sure that I was getting it right. Cause I haven't, <laughs> I haven't studied the flower life stuff mm -hmm. for 15 yeah, almost like probably 17 years right mm -hmm. but but it, it's a it's a it's a term in geometry a torus and a torus is the surface of a revolution generated by revolving a circle in three-dimensional space about an axis that is um coupling with the circle so it's like as it yeah. rotates it creates that donut shaped mm -hmm. um thing and and you know the sacred geometry is all about the platonic solids mm, and gotcha. their relationship to um, the elements of earth, you know, mm. the, um, what is it? Tetrahedron, the mm -hmm. cube, octahedron, yeah. icosahedron, dodecahedron, yeah, which are the, um, right. And so um, it, it is deeply esoteric and there's sure. a lot of different, it's been spotted through a, you know, ancient civilizations yeah. and things of that nature. But I keep on, I say things of that nature quite a bit. I've noticed. <laughs> I, I think if people are listening, if you catch me saying that, take a shot and you'll be probably drunk by the end of an episode. So basically, just like life, everything's cyclical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Sure. Essentially. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually cool because when I, I was reading this book called The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life, that one of my favorite artists from the Underachievers. That's Drenvalo Melchizedek. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yo, listen, whenever I listen to your shows, I, I, dude, I promise you, I write down because I get so, same, this show, like, hip-hop, yeah. like, when I first started listening to KRS-One back in the day, I was, find, like, yeah. you, finding stuff, writing stuff mm. down, stuff I didn't know about, so, yeah, I, I listen to this show so I can learn some stuff. Word, yeah, Thank he's you, always man. teaching something, like. Well, yeah. it's it's interesting to me because, you know, hip-hop is seen as, like, low-brow art, and it's something that people don't think there is right. value or an intelligence mm. in, you know, like, the things that we use like this podcast we're often i'm talking about like semiotics or something you know general semantics or something but because i say yo and peace what up you know welcome peace of the gods right they sound like some real you know not highbrow not high art right. not intelligent not informed sure. bullshit but sometimes it'd be like that sometimes we gotta like hit that. you yeah. sometimes <laughs> sometimes sometimes we have to talk about you know um i don't know all of the hieroglyphics of driftwood right you know what i mean <laughs> That we do that, <laughs> we do that. exactly. So, now nah, please no. continue. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, yeah, yeah. So, oh, my bad. Uh, yeah, I was reading this book and it showed me, yeah, where the, the flower of life has been seen throughout ancient civilizations. And they had one in China, um, where the Forbidden Temple is or Forbidden City is. You know, they got that lion dog thing and mm -hmm. it has a ball. So, there's two of them before you, you go on each side. And so when I went to China, it was right when I finished reading that book. So I'm like, yo, I have to look for this thing. And then, like, I looked on the left one. I was like, nah, it's not. or maybe it was the right one. I was like, nah, it's not there. It was like a different pattern. Then on the other one, it was there. Hmm. So I was like, yo, this yeah. is real. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's physical. Right. Like, this civilization learned about it, and they knew what was good. And it's been seen all throughout other places in the world, too, throughout antiquity. So... I was like, man, this this hey, stuff man. is cool. 
reality is a crazy place yeah it's and it's a strange place yeah and i feel like it really just reminds me like yeah these two flower of life it and taurus like it just reminds me literally that everything connects like yeah. everything connects like we met with fraternity brothers yeah, like right. um i'll go to a country and meet some random person and then see them later and they give me an opportunity to do something you know yeah everything connects so, so even, i'm sure everyone's had like these serendipitous so even moments. with that so with everything being cyclical i don't know if you ever did i don't know if you ever did the whole uh 23 and me and finding your heritage back in mm. back in the content of yeah. <laughs> we, talk, we <laughs> talked about team. this Babylon team. Exactly. I'm not giving any of my any of my stuff DNA, to any of those yeah. So so Ancestry, what? Uh, so a tangent right quick. Ancestry.com was just sold to a mega corporation and they're about negative. to have all your information. See. So when you go to apply for that insurance, they're gonna be like, This person's predisposed to having Alzheimer's. We're not going to charge we're gonna charge him extra. Wow. This shows up on your premium. It's they will connected. do something nefarious like that, trust mm. me. And it's not a conspiracy; it's capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't 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 even go off on a tangent. Don't even do. Don't even go off on the anti-capitalist tangent. No, I've been I, no, that no, no, I won't even. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just went off to the left. Anyway, um, please go to the left. I, I knew no. you were gonna say that. <laughs> so, like, left talking about like uh, all of that uh, DNA transferring, and even with like to go deep into like vaccinations. But I heard the wildest thing. You know, people go back and forth about getting vaccinated, right? My uh, my friend's son uh, out here uh, went to the doctor. He, he was five at the time. Was going to get his vaccines like you think you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, no, don't. Japanese doctor said, no, don't give your son that vaccine. He's like, OK, well, why? We're supposed to. He's like, yeah, that's fine. However, he'll be all fine. He'll be fine without it. But a lot of these are time release. Mm. So that being said, you know, when he's like in his prime years, 20s, 30s, it'll activate mm-hmm. and that will uh, bring in certain issues with like diabetes or hmm. different cancers that will affect him moving forward. Oh, snap. Right. And I was like, dude, are you serious? She's like, yeah, man, this is what my doctor told me. He said, yeah, we go to her all the time. Like, she's like, yeah, advised him against it. A specific vaccination? Oh, snap. Yeah, sure. I mean, th- that's the thing about the anti-vaccine community. Like, uh, wholesale vaccines are a net positive for the human race. You mm-hmm. know, they, they prevent a lot of things. They allow us to live longer. They give us better quality of life. Right. But at the same time, we're also talking about hundreds of different types of vaccines and a variety of them that are separate but not equal. You know what I mean? Right. Separate mm-hmm. and not equal. So, I mean, I don't know anything about that. Um, I am fiercely against the anti-vax community mm-hmm. just for, you know, I they are not so informed and neither sure. am i For but sure. i don't pretend that i am and right. you know i just thought I, it was like hella interesting right, that somebody actually said that i was like wow that's yeah wow, for real that's first hand I, I have a family member who's pro vaccine get all your vaccines Yo, you know. word on, on that tangent hold on let me i'm gonna bring in this beat this is one of my favorite joints from him it's called good versus evil hold up so dope 95. You guys familiar with the spirit of the truth? No. That cat that was sampled? Uh uh-uh. uh. That's his name? Yeah. He was, uh, he used to be on public access television in Los Angeles, and he was like this kind of gangster cat who looked like he was on Sherm, like 
maybe like met Chris, you know what I mean? Some uh -huh. smoking crack or something. But he would get on there and he would be like preaching. And he would be like, I'm God. And he's like, yeah. you know, and then people would call and be like, you ain't God. He'd be like, I guess if you want to be competitive, if I say I'm God, you have to be the devil. And it, it's like live Ooh. bars. Like, he's really dope. He's like, the devil is a house nigga. It's wow. like, you know, like, yeah, That's man. Like, fire. No, it's actually, it's actually kind of wonderful. Uh, but yeah, this, I wanna pee. this, this beat by Soul Dope is called Good Vs. Evil. And this is the first beat that I heard from him. Uh, and he makes, Soul Dope makes the best audiograms like video for a, a like a, a minute track that he's showing yeah. and on this he had um kanye playing the keys from that sunday service uh -huh. looped and i was just like oh my god these Dang, those um that whistle or horn stabs or whatever mm -hmm. they are i was like oh this fool is so tight and uh yeah man this is the beat that i was like so dope is my guy wow, dope, dope. let me see if i can find so the spirit dope. of the truth though You've also you've also heard him on Earl's albums. Like he has that one track where the sample's like, "Cut that bitch off." Yes. Gotcha. The custom preacher on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I've seen that guy's yeah. face before. Yeah, I remember. Is this, this. Spirit is this of new? the Truth? No, is this, this is old. This is early internet, like 14 years ago. Huh? Oh snap! Let me go ahead and play a little bit. Mm -hmm. Funny. Wait, you, you ain't talk, you ain't hear me, huh? Get it again, okay, I'ma say it again. I come in the name of Jesus. Repeat it after me, bitch. I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. God Almighty, you know, rule of heaven and earth and every goddamn thing in between. You understand me now? Speak to me, state your name, your name, first and last name. Talk to me, correct God. Oh, he's a hair. <laughs> yeah, yo, he's, he's a character. He's a character. But wow. yeah, that's a classic, classic internet. And shout out to Soul Dope. This is one of my favorite joints. I think what I'm going to do is I'm probably I'm probably going to play Soul Dope on the next few episodes or so. Just keep it going. Um, I really, I wanted him to send me one of his favorite tracks so I could put it on there. Okay. And, and, and be like, yo, this is his preferred track. But yeah, I'll be doing this more often. The entire musical bed this episode is brought to you by Soul Dope 95. Soul Dope 95. Yeah. Listen to those beats. Yeah, he's 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 Word. fire. He's fire. You said West Coast? Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's from Los Angeles. I mean, he rocked with the Lakers. Like, I, a lot of people rock with the Lakers. But, True. I, you know, we grew up. I grew up in Cal Southern California. That was the uh -huh. only team that you could like. Real. I mean, you could like the Clippers, but you were a fucking loser. Yo, wasn't Kobe, <laughs> Kobe's first shoes like the Crazy 88s? Was that? Is that? I don't know. The shoes? I, I was, yeah. The Crazy 8s? Crazy eights yeah, or something like that. Yeah, those crazy eights were crazy. Those I really eights. wanted some. What size shoe you wear? Third, 12. Oh, no, because I got uh, a pair of I was going to say. You about to bless me with a yeah. pair of shoes? No, I got a pair of crazy eights. Mm. I just never wore them because they're a size 14. I don't mm. wear them. Oh, true. But I just they're know large. those are like his like first shoe. Adidas, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah, I remember when okay. they dropped. I definitely wanted some of those. And they, what are they, gold and black? That colorway? Uh, yeah, they're the black and the golden turquoise. All kind yeah. of uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I, I was I was rocking shell toes and puma suede back yeah, then, yeah, and Timberland boots. The and, nice. Yeah, I had fat laces <laughs> in my shell. I was breaking back then, so I didn't really yeah, rock. I, I didn't I didn't really rock uh, basketball sneakers. And in fact, I I, I just started wearing Jordans because my wife is a sneakerhead and. She was like, you ain't wearing those chucks everywhere that you go. I know they're $40, but you ain't wearing those <laughs> hey, chucks anywhere. And so, yeah, all the sneakers I get is because my wife, really. <laughs> but, yeah, let me, let me talk to you a little bit more about your taste in, um, your taste in fashion. So you, you came up in the era of, like, um, 
giant peach and and uh, karma loop and this emerging kind of independent clothing companies that were blowing up within you know uh i guess you would call it like streetwear culture mm. right which is we had that back when we were younger ramsey but it was not it was like if you dressed the way you knew how who that person was for sure and you know how what that person did like people saw me and it'd be like oh you b-boy right mm. and you would people would know that from from the east to the west coast they knew exactly who i was and it wasn't because i was wearing a uniform it was because there was certain swagger and certain mm. things that we would do and hip-hop was very like individualistic but and now now streetwear culture is just ubiquitous yeah it's in the suburbs it's yeah. in it's everywhere yeah. you know it's 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 in korea and mm. so your era is closer to that than mm. we are so what were kind of the the, your first kind of the inklings of you becoming interested in fashion and, and wanting yeah. to look away um you know it's interesting like i think i first started getting fashion minded in like middle school but like it was super whack fashion yeah i mean in baltimore at that point everybody's maybe all over people rocking like hollister aeropostale uh. american eagle that wave and i'm like and of course i'm just following trends but i think it wasn't until high school when yeah maybe it was two dope boys two mm -hmm. dope boys mm -hmm. 2008 when i first started looking on two dope boys mm -hmm. that's when i was like yo oh, music wow all this hip-hop this is crazy and i'm looking at the way these artists are dressing and what they're talking about in their songs and i'm like yo like let me check this out stussy what's stussy and it's crazy mm -hmm. like stussy's been around for what, Stussy 40 around years when i now. was around yeah right yeah. exactly oh, i guess everybody then oh it's, it's pronounced stussy stussy i thought it was stussy i used to say <laughs> i used to say stussy too. too until people like miles right. sent me up to stussy yeah oh, gotcha. it's the umlaut they got the yeah. umlauts on there that okay. was that was actually like more of a white person brand when i was growing up oh like, that's what like the like the surfer kids wore and the yeah. skateboard kids wore like ah uh, yeah in cali did. right yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's where it started they started uh, in yeah. cali and see that was that was the thing it was like it was like black folks didn't really rock that like yeah it was it was like it was not not a streetwear. It was just a. It was a clothing brand, a lifestyle brand almost. Yeah. yeah, and I think just like the blog era of hip hop, I think that really just like opened my eyes to like a lot of this type of stuff. So I was like, Yo, man, I really want to get into it more. Let me check out which brands. Oh, Stussy, twenty four, thirty dollars. Bet I can cop that. Supreme, sixty dollars. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> hundreds 50 oh i don't know if yeah. i can really rock that diamond supply 25 all right i got you so like i was real select because of you know what i could afford at that time but like my favorite artists were wearing those clothes that i was wearing too so i'm like yo currency like i'm trying mm -hmm. i'm trying to dress like currency is i mean be fly like that yeah. guy so yeah same like you know i was rocking the orange triple five soul hoodie because most deaf was in the orange triple five soul hoodie you know what i mean yeah so it was that it was like that the blog era that's early 2000s that's early 2000s blog that's, era i think it's like aughts right like yeah 2006 like, that's when, when it like really started going mumble up rap um, was kind of taking no over. no that would no. be yeah that was ringtone rap era like right ringtone. after snap music i would say snap <laughs> True. Music, that. yeah 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 because yeah. i think during that time that's when like a lot of hip-hop artists were kind of just coming out with their own yeah around mm. that time like, yeah like, uh, well i'm asap rocky was kind of yeah first coming out. Just first coming out. And, and, and he was you know and he's a kind of a fashion icon in hip-hop mm. now but one yeah. of the things about him is that very much like street culture he wasn't distinctly new york 
he mm. was like this kind of like amalgam of everything. Yeah, because he likes Houston a lot. Yeah. Music, so music what was the push Houston. for him? Because I just like I, I I turned on to the whole ASAP group, and then he was just in all the magazines. Yeah. He was like the chosen one. Mm. I, I heard about. I, I mean, I didn't even hear about ASAP Mob yeah. until like I looked into him. And uh -huh. I think it was I think it was the blogs. It was mm -hmm. it was youth culture yeah. finally making their way into the internet and okay. establishing different type of outlets, which is what kind of blogs did mm. that circumvented the previous gatekeepers. Mm. You didn't need to make it to a certain web page. Now mm. you could be the hub for your kind of explosion of gotcha. of things. And, and it made way for things like, you know, Soldier Boy and yeah. Aesop uh Lil B and mm. and uh, ASAP Rocky, so yeah. Guy. I mean, and, and I think I, I don't want to come off as like a like a person who has like this materialist understanding of like this cultural current, but mm. as I recall, that's kind of the way things were happening back mm. then. Yeah, and ASAP they also were around Soho a lot, and that's where a lot of this kind of streetwear okay. action was happening. Stussy had their shop there. I think Supreme opened up their shop there. They had this super 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 dope. Uh, store where they were selling different brands i forget what it's called i don't think it's there anymore but like it was all the coolest streetwear brands and like you can get in soho for the low and i think like a lot of these guys were like hanging around that area so it just just popped off from them i remember getting a um i don't know if y'all know theophilus london yes mm -hmm. okay yeah not I, intimate like i don't i don't know of his music that much but okay. the name is definitely familiar I'm yeah sure i know a few tracks i got hit from him in like 08 when i first got hit to like kid cuddy mickey fax smoke dizza like all these guys they dropped a the tape and he was on it and he dropped a stussy collab i was like yo it's one of the hardest shirts i copped that joint i never wore it i never <laughs> wore it it just sat there and I'm just, i just idolized it and it was like yo this is one of my favorite collabs because it's like a hip-hop artist and like one of my favorite brands right. so like stuff like that was so cool to me that like artists were collabing with you know these super dope brands some of my favorite artists and some of my favorite brands were doing stuff together so when so with all those brands and no matter whatever the cost is the the quality and the texture of the fabric how much attention do you pay to that when you do your stuff as opposed to mm. whatever that was is that is that really important yeah i think it's i think it's important um i think when i was in the states i definitely got some t-shirts and i was like actually i guess all the shirts i got were from i was mainly i was a stussy head mm. so i caught hella stussy but they all were kind of different fabrics some of them were kind of you know standard but some of them were like softer than the others yeah. so when i like felt some of those shirts i was like yo i want to make sure my stuff is kind of soft but i want it to be like thick enough so like it's durable so now when i'm doing my own fashion i wanted to do i want it to have that same effect gotcha because i only asked because there were like a, a lot of uh boutiques that just branched out in dc mm -hmm. um but like my home word was a part of cash land Oh, for real? Right, exactly. Oh, dope. Uh, Cashland is a Baltimore like yeah. streetwear company, like a local company. Yeah, they so, heavy in uh, Baltimore. The hood loves them for sure. Uh, so with that, I, I I never understood why does it cost so much, but I would feel some some of the material, mm. good quality, didn't fade, and never shrunk, and you could wear it for like decades, like a Ralph Lauren mm. or whatever. But everybody wanted as they grew, everybody would be in as they grew, everybody would be inside that little shopping hub that all the stores go to mm. and pick and then they put their tag on the back of it. Mm. But yeah, I would just always wonder like, as far as how do you choose the quality of your shirt? Like, where do you go if you can give that secret out, if it is a secret? Uh, yeah, I think, so right now, uh, I work with local suppliers mm. um, in the States and here in Japan. And usually they have access to like different catalogs and different items. So 
I usually it takes a lot of trial and error, trial, a lot right. of experimenting. So especially when I first got out here, I would order from this company and I chose one of their brands. But like at the sizing, I was like, ah, oh, these this is too small. Mm-hmm. Jap- these Japanese size. All right, let me check another one. Oh, I like this size. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cool. Nice size. All right, uh, let me check another one out that's you know fit similar. I was like, okay, I like this material. It's softer. The other one's kind of more stiff, but it kind of feels like a stronger shirt. This one's softer. So, yeah, I think yeah, it's trial and error, sure. choosing. But I do think it's important. I do think that you know people people want to make sure their shirt feels comfortable. Mm. Um, they don't want you know stuff to break. They don't want st- stuff to rip as mm. well. So yeah, I think it's it's quite important. Do you um do you uh, make like different artistic decisions based upon where the shirts are going to be sold? Because I see that like I think maybe right now you have an event going on in Baltimore, yeah, right? Yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh, he's got something going on on Saturday. Like he's supposed <laughs> to record with me, dog. Hold on, <laughs> me. Hey, but I looked. I was like, oh, this is actually a pop up that you have going on in mm. Baltimore for the superiors. Mm. Um, I want you to tell me about that a little bit, but I okay. but I'm curious, like. In, in making the decisions for the brand, do you approach it differently when the when the primary audience is going to be people here in Japan versus United States? Or is it kind of just a universal kind of approach that is based purely off of just the philosophy in general? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's it's pretty specific to wherever we are. Some items are kind of general and we can send anywhere. But uh, so like I, I was telling you guys earlier, I started this with my, my friend, my business partner. So he's in Baltimore right now. So. He's running the Baltimore, all the Baltimore works, and he's in the mix. He knows what people like, he knows what people don't like. So whatever people are liking, he's making. He's making it for them. You know they like trucker hats, so he's gonna make some trucker hats. You know they know they like embroidered items or patches, so he gonna get all this stuff embroidered or get Smart. all the patches on it. So he's he's been focusing and locking in and honing in on the Baltimore market for a long time. So things are picking up. Um, as for me, like I'm influenced by so many different things. So now that i'm out here in japan like some of my items have japan in the background or with like an earth and it's like japan is like what i'm focusing on um and it'll be like international expansion plans so like i'll focus some of my global designs on um wherever i am throughout the world yeah i mean so definitely definitely switches up but of course like basic logo tees classic logo tees like you need those anywhere you go so stuff like that we can get made here and there um but yeah i definitely do make specific artistic designs for wherever I am based, I'd say. Okay, dope, man. Like, um, I didn't know that your business partner was also putting together embroidered stuff. I'd like to see some of that. Cause yeah, he's I'm fire. A fan of that. He's fire. He does all of it himself. Um, he's he's really been tapping in and working on his craft a lot. So shout out Ulysses. Shout out Super. Yeah, um, shout out for real. Yeah. Is, that all, is all his work on the website uh, that, that, that we can see? Yeah, some of it's on there. I think from the last Cozy Collection, so it was like right. winter gear, so a lot of sweats and stuff like mm. that and tote bags and stuff, so all that's on there. For the summer, it hasn't been updated, so gotcha. once we get to the fall, we'll, we'll re-update some things because he's got a lot of stuff coming. But he, you know, he hustling, so he pushing that, sh- he yeah. pushing it out the trunk, so sure. I don't even got time to be up on a website. Mm. He's just pushing it. He makes Where's it. Where's the pop-up in Baltimore? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It just said, it has some location. I don't, I don't remember what it said, That's but it's a bunch of, it's, it's a dope lineup, man. Like I think Baltimore has got a super dope scene right now. Um, there's so many dope artists, so many dope brands that are just doing things for the culture and doing things to make a scene and doing things to make waves. And there's like 
hella brands that collaborated for this event and artists that collaborated for this pop-up event. And so everyone's coming together just to make large communities, just to make a large stamp. And I'm, for me, being out here in Japan and always wanting to be like, yo, like, yo, Baltimore, like, yes, like, yeah, keep going. Like, for me to see that we're part of that scene, um, I'm very, I'm very proud to see that, that my man's is working hard. He's getting in the scene and like, we're, we're, you know, being more and more recognized within our hometown because that's important. Be more supreme. Superior. Superior. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be more superior, guys. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to jump on you like, yo. Nah, I appreciate it. No, no, no. Check. We both was like, superior. Nah, sometimes when I first started, people were like, ah, oh, supreme. I was like, no, read, yeah. read. Right. Read it. <laughs> right. How, how's the response been out here to the brand um, the, by the Japanese folks? Uh, Japanese folks, hmm. Because I see like the, the one shirt that you have here with the Black Panther on it. It's got, you know, the, the yo, red, black, and green. Yo, a lot of my, a decent amount of my, maybe a third of my customers have been Japanese, all online orders. And I'm hella surprised. Nice. I'm like, okay, y'all writing y'all address in the Japanese, your names in Japanese. I'm like, okay, word, this is decent. Um, of course, I, I think we sell better in person. I'm always, I always say that mm -hmm. I think when people feel our energy, people see our energy, we gonna move some items. Yeah, you know I mean, so whenever we do pop up shops, events, right. um, obviously a lot of our events are with a lot of international crowds. Mm -hmm. But now more there now they're getting more and more mixed. Yeah. So yeah, the last joint Tokyo Love Hotels, we had a couple of Japanese people right. cop up. Never met them before, but they copped up. So I'm like, yo, right on. So yeah, shout out to Tokyo Love Hotels as well. I really where, like what they're doing. Yeah. They always they always bring in a variety of different types of art people Seriously. doing different things even food so yeah, I've been to a few they're really events. yeah they're really uh, did you serve food at one of their events before no, no i did oh, not that would be fire if you did uh i've served you food the sliders at, too, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, sliders. um it, once this thing opens back up i, I added something else to the menu so mm, okay I, i'll bring it out but okay. i think a girl named uh i think it's lala's kitchen maybe yeah okay. she was out yeah, there yeah yeah ladies yeah. ladies I, know, I forget I the think, name. I think I know yeah, what you're talking her, about. Yeah, Lattie, Lattie, Lattie. Lattie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting all the names wrong, but Man, you know where I am. <laughs> I, had I, that I had her plate last weekend. She's a beast. Yeah. Man, that Jamaican food hit. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. I, was, sure. I was blessed. I was living. Yeah. I miss some Jamaican food. I, I bartended am. for like four years or like three years at a, a reggae dance hall really? in Texas. But it was all Jamaican, Caribbean cats, West Indian cats. And um, that was kind of the first, uh, you know, real introduction to the culture outside uh -huh. of popular culture shit. I saw like Cool Runnings and Bob, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. So like being in there, it's like, oh, this is like culture, culture. culture. Like this is not, you know, people hopping on to it. Like all of these people are just entrenched in this type of mm -hmm. reality. Like, yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah, but okay. Did you pick, did I mean, you pick yeah. up an accent? No, I, I I went in there. You know, <laughs> I, I would I actually learn how to decipher their accent. Oh, word. Accent that's a little bit good. More. That's because good. When I first started, like some of those cats, when they speak, I I was like, did you say Hennessy or Hennessy? <laughs> yeah, did you say Hennessy or Guinness? Like I couldn't. I I, I would really have a difficult time, especially you know, um, vibes cartel is like blaring in the background. Yes. They yelling the drink order at you and with, you with get all right. the fervor of Shaba Banks, Shaba ranks, and it's just like, oh, hold on, dog. Like, wow. did you say red stripe Hennessy or or Guinness? Point but, to it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. But no, nah, but I um I grew to really appreciate that culture, man. Like I, um, yeah, yeah. It was always like, man, 
they will shoot somebody for you <laughs> like, if it gets real enough. <laughs> sure. Like I felt, I always felt like every single person in there that was Jamaican that knew me had my back on a really, really kind of like mm-hmm. familiar, like family based. No, type once of you're in, you like yeah. my best friend. Um, yeah. The reason why I went home, my best friend is Jamaican. Tip since high school, mm. so I, um, we've been together since what tenth grade. So I'm like the godfather to his children was in his wedding and everything. Mm. But yeah, they, their family embraced me. So yeah. I've been, whenever I wasn't around, where's Rob? Where's mm. Robert? <laughs> you mm. know, even when I came home, where you been? We've been, we've been waiting on you. Yeah. And I learned all that. I was like, dude, if I don't marry a woman from the South, I'm married to Jamaican woman. Yeah. Jamaican woman. Oh, man. I, I, almost, I almost regret being so close to that authentic Jamaican experience because like you can never find the food just on a street corner. You have to go to like the spots. So I would go to like the the like the Jamaican restaurant here that's run by Japanese people and be like, yo, this is not just chicken. Oh wow. It's like y'all don't got no beef patties. It's like where where's the wow. oxtails? For yo, real. Yeah, no Did you ever go to here? Uh, do you ever go to the uh, uh Jamaican festival out here? Mm-mm. The Soka uh, I feel one? like I've Soka? been once. Is it Soka Festival? In your yoga? Oh, straight no, no, nah, I heard about the Soka Fest. Okay. I saw the pictures. Bananas. I didn't know that many people like they Soka bought tickets. Just to fly Soka out here, yeah, yeah, it's a whole vibe. Dang. You ever been to a soca party before? I mean, they play soca like crazy inside of that spot. Oh well, yeah, yeah. that's the sweat box. Don't ever wear jeans to a soca party. Gross of them ain't. <laughs> yeah, they in there, they daggering and they doing all types. Daggering of things. is hilarious. Like I why? feel like you get real injured, like you can get hurt. Like why are you gonna Absolutely. jump off the top of the speaker to do that? Right. Oh, and, and take oh, that. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Daggering. <laughs> it's basically like uh, live action role wrestling, superhero fucking. <laughs> it really is like that. Like, nah, for real. Yeah. I've seen some videos. I'm like, yo, y'all are still safe. Like, yeah, it's like you. It's could enjoyable for them. Break your hip doing that. Like, <laughs> real so crush your pelvis. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. But yo, shout out to them. They're they're invulnerable, like uh, impervious to damage. From did that. you ever drink Ray and Nephew? Like the real Ray and Nephew rum? I don't think so. Oh, buddy. Like in the state side, they have they have state side they have the regulated like 80 80 proof. Mm. Back in Jamaica, that's like a hundred something plus proof. It'll take all the paint off the walls and clean your insides. Mm. Oh I brought some God. back uh, when I went home in February. Mm. Bet I made like real rum punch. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I dig it. <laughs> I fucking I dig it. I love that culture so much. But I forget what, what tangent we were on before uh, we went to this whole. Kind of yeah. I, I do have a question um, with the uh, Superiors brand. I was on your site. It looks like it's a host of other things. Mm. It's kind of like we talked about the super group earlier. Right. It's like a super hub for you have the clothing company and you have when, I, when we first met you making shea butters. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you still slang the shea butter too. Yeah. You had those at the Love Hotel. Uh-huh. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have any today. I usually stay shy with some. Um, but yeah, shea butter as well. So the shea butters, Superior Shea is also under the Superior's branding. Right. You know, and not every this whole mindset of everything connecting, and I think it it worked when I was able to go to Ghana and create this this pro- this project. Started off as a project, turned into a business. The but, shea butter. Yeah, the shea butter. Went down there to do research for my masters, and ended up coming back. And they like, yo, sell the shea butter for us. Sold it and out in a one weekend. They was like, all right, let's let's get it going. Let's order wow. more shea butter. Mm. Let's have a business going. Tell um, me a little bit about that trip to Ghana, like well, how that informed and changed you and, yeah. and turned you into like, because you've also got other types of endeavors going out there, and mm-hmm, right? You're yeah. going hemp, 
Yes. Is, is, there's a oh, growth. I told you about yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, you showed okay. me some pictures of it. Yeah, my and guy like, just oh, called me, matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got you've got business interactions with people in Ghana based mm. upon your experiences go there. Yeah. You told me that that's your favorite country. It's my favorite. T- tell me how you got there and, and your experiences, please. Yeah. So all through my school, word to my school, I went to Lehigh University and I pledged up there too. So Lehigh, they hooked me up. And they were extremely blessed, gracious to be giving out, like, basically, like, free trips for students to go, paid internships. So I first went out there um, to do, yeah, a research internship. And I got paid um, to go out there back in 2015 and just made some connections, read some super dope books, got this huge influx of black consciousness out there from reading books from an African library made by black authors i'm like wow this is such a dope experience and just meeting people making connections and then i was able to go back the next year on the same trip but this time not as a student or not as a researcher but as a videographer i was capturing the whole trick um so like a media and made more connections out there and 2017 i'm about to or i'm trying to go out there but i'm like okay this is my research time like what am i going to research i don't even know what to research i was like okay what do I do? What do I use every day? Something that's applicable to my lifestyle. I'm like, shea, shea butter. Like, shea butter is made out there. So let me do research on shea butter. Connected with a cat from my university who's, who's Ghanaian and his family is involved in shea butter. So linked up with him in Ghana. Traveled throughout the country. Showed me all parts of the country. We went by bus. Traveled by bus the whole Ghana. We went through the whole Ghana. Mad long journey. But like such a powerful experience. Like living like they will live. You know? Like they don't even have flights to go up there. You gotta take a bus. You gotta take a bus. Super long journey. But yeah, uh, I just went there to be a, a, a researcher. A, a student. But when I went there, my, my man was just like, no, we're gonna be a practitioner. You're gonna make shea butter yourself. I was just gonna observe, but he was like, no, you have to learn how to make it. And I really appreciated that, cause like, that's like hip hop, right? Like, you can't, you, you can study hip hop as much as right. you want or anything, but like, until you practice it, like, you're not, you're not ever gonna be, you know, that guy. It's like all these people who talk trash playing about sports. You, you, you're, right. not, you're not, you're not, right. you're not nice right. in basketball. Yeah. What you talking about? Um, and yeah, from there, it just grew. It just grew into a business. Um, I made a like I made a small sample for myself, and I was I didn't know what I was gonna do with it. The people were like, "Please go back to the states, sell it. We could use some help out here. Maybe we can do business." And I was like, okay. Made some packaging, did some promotion, and it literally sold out the first weekend I was there. And it was just a small sample, but maybe like 15 orders. It all sold out. And I told them they're like, "Okay, so." let's order a hundred kilograms i was like oh snap wow so we really started moving weight like that and it became successful um and i'm really grateful for it 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 became more of a social impact venture as well under the superior branding superior mindset because connecting with people um giving from the heart doing things that connect with black people as well um doing business on the african continent is something that i'm extremely grateful for and i feel like all of us should be able to or should try to take advantage of or not take advantage of but should you you get on trying to say yeah absolutely we should do it we should do it we all got to connect with our brothers and sisters over there if we get the opportunity so yeah would you ever consider doing like the dual citizenship hmm they doing that huh 
I've, yeah, I've, what I've read. I hear that yeah. if you can prove that you have gone in uh, ancestry, mm-hmm. then you can get free cit- or free citizenship. They will give you um, legal citizenship. Where? So how do we Sorry. prove it if we can't give up DNA? 23 <laughs> and me, dog. You got to do the Babylon thing. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, but I, I hear that that's, that's, mm-hmm. um, that's a way that you can. Gotcha. Yeah. You might be able to just, you know, without tracing your blood, just show like a certain family tree of people yeah. or something like that. Uh, well, if anything, I'm not exactly sure. If anything, you like a business visa. Yeah, that's what I have right forth. now. I just okay. have a business visa to go back how long and forth. Is that, how long is that for? Uh, I think it's for two years, so it's, oh, it's, it's running okay. out kind of short. But not high key. I was kind of t- I was kind of happy when I got it because yeah. every year I was going back and forth Like, because I didn't know if I'd go back to Ghana. I didn't know my school would bless me with a free trip and free money to go to Ghana every year. So I'm applying for visa every year. But after I graduated, I went back last year. I'm like, yo, my school not giving me no more money. So the only way I can go out here is on business. So I got a business visa. And I'm like, legit. Cool. I'm going to settle down there. I'm confident. You think that's where you're going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to settle down there in the future. What are what are some misconceptions that you think that people might have about Ghana? And what are some things that you think uh, j- black people from the United States would benefit from in their in a trip to Ghana? Mm. Yeah, just get out, like, you know, just decolonize the mind. Like, we're like, yo, Africa, Africa as a continent is a beautiful place. Ghana specifically is a beautiful country. I mean, yeah, it has it has dirty areas. It has what have you. It has poverty. But like there's so much beauty and culture within the space and um, so much creativity, so much booming businesses, so many intelligent minds, so many bright scientists mathematicians like great hospitals like great services there as well great food all this all these good things um and i feel like black people yeah we just have to deprogram from what we've been taught from the media or whatever we see on tv about images of africa um i don't know i don't know you know they're not on tv they're not saying oh specific countries they kind of group in africa as a whole right um mono mono I'm saying but yeah i think yeah people just yeah yeah yeah. just go back there yeah just gotta get get there gotta get there see you for know, yourself i've been i've been doing this um this kind of political podcast with tracy jones the writer and you know it's all black folks it's it's like six of us and we have these type of conversations and one of them uh one of them that comes up com- repeatedly is like making that trip to ghana maybe going to ghana and things of that like things of that nature take a shot hey, yo you're <laughs> going to ghana right and so um I, I would love i would love to travel to the to the continent of mm, africa and yeah. travel through africa but yeah you know um i think i think a of most of the people that I met, a lot of them have have traveled to Ghana, and they say that like a, a variety of just positive things about their experience. Yeah, and I'm not sure I'm not, I'm not so well educated about the interworking of their society and and class and things of that nature. <laughs> but um, damn, I, I, I do better. No, but I, I would love to travel there. I would yeah, love to travel there. and it's interesting. I feel like Ghana taught me that. You know, in the States, like, you see another black man, you it's like fear, right? Not like you're scared, but it's like you give off, like, you give off, like, an aggressive thing or, like, you feel some type of aggressive thing. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're taught right. to, like, not hold, hold our brothers and sisters up. So, like, especially, you know, isn't it, every time you interact with a black or you're, you walk by a black person, it could potentially be a nigga moment, as the boondocks sure. would say, uh, yeah, yeah. you know? And Ghana taught me that that is not the case everywhere you go. Mm, right. And when I was in Ghana, like 
it really taught me that black people like are here to love you like black people are your brothers and sisters like you get there they say welcome home mm-hmm. off rip it's like wow mm-hmm. i'm home they call it as su- everyone's calling me oh my brother oh my sister yeah. mm-hmm. like it's like it's like communal like they want to help you out they will literally stop what they're doing and help you out like it's crazy like dude i've been like yo can you help me get to this place they're like oh sure they will walk me 40 30 minutes and just drop me off there but yeah it's there bye and then go back to where they came from like they will stop what they're doing to help you out because they believe that if they if you don't greet someone Mm. then like in the future say you need help say you're stuck on the road and this guy and you you need that you're stuck on the road somewhere and the same person that you didn't greet earlier walks by Mm -hmm. and you're like oh i need help but you didn't greet them in the beginning they're gonna Mm -hmm. keep walking so they're like if you always greet someone and they always use that stuck on the road example you gotta greet someone because if you're stuck on the road you're gonna need some help so something my mom would always say you never know who you're talking to where it's true because that you may need them later on it's true yo that's crazy yo literally everything connects that's a great example of an experience i had in ghana i was on the university of ghana at lagon campus studying 2015 um and i met this dude and i think his name is kofi or kwami or something and just talking whatever blah blah he's a student five weeks later there's this huge party called tidal rave and we all go to it and like yeah some things gotta happen like we someone cut their foot on glass we was partying and like had to and had to go back to the capital city um Accra we was out by the beach so had to go back had to get an ambulance and go back and like there was maybe seven of us and like seven people could fit in the ambulance and I'm like yo don't worry I'm cool I got it I'm gonna get back so everyone's all right all right good luck I'm like bet everyone went back I'm like damn I don't know where I'm at. Right. <laughs> but as I'm sitting there trying to figure things out, guess who comes by? Guess who's leaving? Guess who's going home? That same boy from five weeks ago. Yeah. And he's like, yo, you what's good? I'm like, yo, dude, everyone left. Something happened, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, I need to get back to where we're going. He's like, oh, hop in our car, dude. We'll take you. Mm, and I'm like, it's love. If that, wow. if that greeting didn't happen, if we didn't stop to talk, I wouldn't, I probably would have, I don't know what would have happened. Right. I'd probably still be walking. Now, see, that, I love that. that that speaks to some of my experiences here. And what I'm getting at is being out here and just being amongst that and experiencing that, it makes you a better human being. It really does. It For really does. sure. Really I, I have to check myself, like, when I go back home, what my mind automatically clicks into, mm. you know, as opposed to the experiences I have here. And a lot of the African brothers I meet out here, even the women, Everybody is, is they do the exact same thing. Cause mm-hmm. I, I grew up in the South. We're taught to speak to folks. When yeah. I when I went to the city, right, it was that aggression. They looking mm-hmm. at you like they looking at you square or like what you speaking for. Right. right like right, you right. walk right by and eyes down to the sidewalk right. once you pass. So so when I so when I so I met the African folks here, man, I felt like I was at home. It was wonderful. Yeah. Right. And I appreciated you know, that. I, I've actually been kind of um 
trying to reshape my mentality since I've been out here. Because when I came out here, I'm used to kind of the threat of violence. Whenever you come across somebody that look a certain way, largely, you know, like I, right. I, I didn't grow up in places where every black person was my brother like that. You, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. I kept my wallet in my front pocket, so to speak. Mm, and sure. And when I came out here, it's like when you see other black folks, it's like, oh, OK, you know, like peace. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was kind of a strange thing. But also I come from like island culture too i went to high school in hawaii which is sort of violence but in okinawa the people are just like that like mm. like um the ghanan people like you walk by somebody and they will go out of their way to help you like dope. if you say how do i get here they'll walk you 10 wow, minutes dope. drop you off with with the you know no expectation of anything yeah, in return yeah. and so yeah like you yeah, know japan is kind of helping me reshape that but mm. definitely not not the Japanese people in Tokyo don't treat me with kindness. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's a, it's one of the, it's the biggest city in the world almost. And, but the black folks out here, I feel more like when I see a black person out here, I'm like, Oh, we, you know, we get the head nod cause we've got the most melanin in like a yeah. two kilometer radius. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. but, but I, it's teaching me kind of that kind of thing out here. Like yeah. when I go out to like a bar, like I don't have to be like, Oh, we're going to watch out for these brothers over yeah, here. Yeah. Right. You know exactly. I mean? I still do that, but it's a remnant of like a different time yeah, in my life. Yeah, so. for sure. Word, yeah, I think I, I'm the same way. And I, being in Ghana, it's taught me to greet people more. So especially when I'm out here, I, you know, say, hey, what's up, brother? What's up, sister? How you doing? He's just walking by. Even if it's quick, just say, oh, what's up, brother? Oh, what's up? You know, got to give that head knock to acknowledge we exist and show each other that we're friendly. We're brothers and sisters. And plus, we're outside. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's that's like, We all be got out here. Right. And so I think the first time... I went back home from Ghana, I started doing that to people and it really changed like my perception of people. I'm like, yo, wait a minute, like we don't we don't need to have this wall up. Yeah. We don't need to have this guard up. Like yeah. imagine if everyone greeted each other with peace. Yeah. You know? I, I did a little social experiment of my own, um, maybe like three years ago, where I was keeping track of I would I just everybody that made eye contact with me for more than a second, I would say hello to mm. in Japanese, you know, I'd uh, say like word. peace to them. And I was keeping track of the number of people that responded to mm. me. And it was less than 50 percent. I wow. forget where I, I probably have it in a notebook somewhere because <laughs> I was keeping track of it. I was like, OK two smiles right. one response you wow. know what I mean? and um yeah it was it was not it was not a high number mm. yeah i was getting less happy responses but also during the time that i would do that i actually had japanese older japanese people try to engage in conversations mm. with me in english and that was really dope too nice so, nice i don't know but um yeah man uh i i'd like to end I, i'd like to end this segment right there on a positive note about about ghana and about your entrepreneurship. In the second part of the podcast, I'd like to talk about a few more things that are related to your entrepreneurial endeavors, living here in Japan, also share some music and things. Actually, um, well, I forgot to say, I definitely had a, yeah. I definitely had like a, a clothing release photo shoot out there in Ghana. The third time I went down there, I was like, yo man, I'm down here too much. Like y'all gotta know what the superior, superiors is about. For sure. Yeah. Right. So I just thought of that. I had to throw that in there. I do want to do. Let me. Um. Actually, I'm gonna try to make a phone call right here. I know it's late, but let me see. On a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. See if I can get him for just a moment. I'm calling Brooklyn Terry. He's got an event coming up here uh, in a few weeks, like the 26th. Oh, true. And I true. just wanted to see if I could get him to tell me about that. 
He might be in the studio. Yeah, he might be dancing right now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brooklyn Terry. All Shout right, out well, Terry. Uncle, um, Uncle I'll Terry. go ahead and I'll, I'll leave that. But let me go ahead and pull it up because I want to let people know about this event that's happening. It's um, I think it's called Break the Silence. Mm. Give me just a half a second. Yeah, that's it. A bunch of people are involved in that one. Yeah, calling people on the podcast is a new thing that I've been doing. <laughs> I like this year, it, right? I yeah, like I'm gonna. It. Be, uh, there'll be some all new Mega Late Show things happen soon. But okay, so Japan for Black Lives, which is uh, a non a nonprofit organization that was started by uh, Naomi Kawahara, Brooklyn Terry, and a few other um, Japanese women that uh, they created to bring more understanding of these the social injustices that happen to black people here in japan and also inform them more uh, about the experiences that black people have in the united states and here and so they've created they're doing um with the legal aid society they're doing an event at club harlem uh on the mm. 26th and it's going to be live streaming the only people there are going to be people who are participating good location too right. But um, it's going to be there's going to be an MC battle and there's going to be a few MCs that are battling. Uh, there's going to be some some beat events that are happening. And that's why I was trying to call Terry so he can give like he mentioned all the things that would go, would happen uh, during the the recording I did with him. But mm. um, yeah, so there's going to be some dances. There's going to be some uh, beat battles. Um, Regal beats. Our guy Phonics is going to be on there. Shout out to Phonics. It's my good dude. And also um, MC Buddha is going to be making beats and performing hey. there. Uh, some rap battles. Um, uh, Luna is going to be judging uh, uh, as well as Zebra. You know the famous Zebra. Mm. Um, it's hosted by Brooklyn Terry and Zebra, and it's just it's just a really good event, and it's for a really dope cause. So I, I advise everybody to look into that. I'll put the um, the link to um, their Instagram in the show notes. But yeah. Are you gonna go? You gonna just uh, gonna well? Tune everybody, in? everybody has a. Nobody's allowed to come into the uh, to the okay. club. It's going to be a completely live stream event. Uh, okay. From from what I understand, okay, if nice. I recall correctly. But yeah, I want everybody to tune into that because it's for a really good cause right, and right uh, on, pay attention right to the knowledge. Uh, let me go ahead and hold on. Let me find our ill ass beat. Hold on, I got one. Since we're talking about all the beautiful things, here goes this joint called the fourth chakra, which Ooh, is the heart chakra. The heart, <laughs> yeah. yeah the heart. The heart, I got that one favorite. tattooed on my back. Yeah, Dang. but here we go. I'm gonna put this on first. This so dope 95. Yes. Wow. All day, all so day. dope 95. Heart so I'm gonna turn that up a little bit. All right. So we're gonna hit you guys with some social media information where you can find uh, the superiors is also as well as our guy um, Ramsey's of the Sugar Shack. Let's Sugar go ahead Shack. and start with my co-host today, Ramsey's. Thank you again for hosting with me, family. Sure. Where can I find you on social media, or where can people get in contact with you if they would like some of that cotton candy sure 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 so you can find me me uh ramses underscore tokyo on instagram and for uh sugar shack the uh, 30 flavor cotton candy we have hey. uh you can find us at uh, sugar shack tokyo on, on instagram or sugar shack tokyo.com bet and that's ramses that's r-a-m-s-e-s yes that's boom correct. boom um you can find me instagram twitter at Flyer Miles J. Flyer has three R's. Miles is spelled with an I. F L Y E R R R M I L E S J. And you can check out the Superiors on Instagram, the underscore Superiors, uh, and peep our website, uh, bemoresuperior.com. Shirts and Shay. Bet. Thank you all for listening. Mega Late Show. Tokyo hip hop art and culture. This is the end of episode number 124, the, the first half. Number, the and, and on.
Tuesday, we'll have part two where we share some music and talk about some more entrepreneurial endeavors that these guys are doing. So, yes, fourth chakra. That's like the first change of the octave of sound, right? That's where it makes the first rotation into the next level of uh, being, yeah? Oh, wow. It's it's the half step on the octaves of a piano, right? Eight key. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Right? And the heart chakra's at. And that's exactly where Jesus Christ was at. That's where he was at? Yeah. He lived in heart chakra. He was above the base, uh, the base chakras. Oh wow! That's why he's all love. Wow! So, so. I got the, uh, you know, I've got the, I've got a, a heart chakra talisman emblazoned upon my skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, heart chakra is one of my favorite, my wow. or yeah. my favorite chakra. Yeah. Soul Dope ninety five. Find him at Soul Dope ninety five. S O U L period D O P E period nine five. Yes. Mega Late Show. Yeah.